My mind was racing with every possible outcome, including death and maiming that a falling tree could have on a human. Resistance deeply pulled at me. I was scared, and multiple times a resistance tried to talk me out of the fighting the fire raging in front of me. I kept thinking, my saw isn't sharp. I'm dehydrated and tired. I could cut down the tree tomorrow. We could just burn it down. Every possible thought of resistance was turning the tide in my mind. I stood up to the resistance, and with deep breaths, I focused on my personal power and confidence. I visualized my cuts going perfectly. I own this tree and this fire. Now, please join me, you guys, in this very special Up in Flames episode with Thomas Worm, new author and all-around amazing human being. This is Abby Bolt, and I am so honored today to get to talk to Thomas Worm, who is not only a wildland firefighter, but he is now a published author of Overcome Anxiety Like a Hero. Thomas, welcome to the podcast. Wow, thank you so much for having me today. I'm, I'm so excited to be you know, part of the podcast here and listen, uh, talk to your community today. Well, I think because I think my community is totally your community. So that's, right, you know, right. that's what really caught my eye when I saw this kind of coming along. And of course, battling, battling anxiety is, is near and dear to me. Yeah. So Thomas actually was a wildland fire. Are you still fighting fire? Or is that um, something you're still involved in? So, yeah, I have actually started my own business. Uh, it's called Mountain Mind Tricks, and it's really focused on life coaching, uh, guided meditation fitness training and, and really a holistic approach to helping people transform their anxiety into a full, happy life. And just being healthy, safe, and happy is, is the end state. That's amazing. Cause that's, I really started digging deep into the things that you're doing and I can see that your time as a wildland firefighter was definitely an inspiration. And I'm going to want to ask you about that, but then I want to I just want to read through a little piece of the book that captured me and I'm going to, I'm going to read it as I'm reading it and feeling it. And then I want you to tell me about that. You have several chapters here. Cause I'd also like to talk about your quiz that you have in there, which I thought was super interesting. So in chapter three, I believe it is, there's a piece where you're talking in here about a day where you were cutting. I think you were on the saw. You're a faller. Okay, here it is. So without hesitation, I started sizing up the tree, making a plan on how and why I would cut down this tree. But the daylight was fading fast. It was dusk at this point, so I had little free time, little time to formulate a perfect plan. My heart was racing, my palms were sweaty, and fear was turning my stomach inside out as I started my chainsaw. My mind was racing with every possible outcome, including death and maiming, that a falling tree could have on a human. Resistance deeply pulled at me. I was scared, and multiple times the resistance tried to talk me out of fighting the fire raging in front of me, and I kept thinking, my saw isn't sharp. I'm dehydrated and tired. I could cut down the tree tomorrow. We could just burn it down. Every possible thought of resistance was turning the tide in my mind. I stood up to the resistance, and with deep breaths, I focused on my personal power and confidence. I visualized my cuts going perfectly. I own this tree and this fire. Now that's, I want to just read like all the paragraphs in this piece because I love it. And it, of course it speaks to me a lot, but that just gives me like some insight of where you pulled from, from your career. So tell me about that. Tell me where this comes from and where it led you. 
Yeah, so really just throughout my career, there are so many experiences like that where, you know, if everything doesn't go perfectly, it's going to be a, a bad outcome or maybe not so good. And I always felt like I really, as soon as I felt that flow state, everything worked out. And for some reason, the best I ever performed was when it was, I had to do it now, I had to do it perfectly, or it was life or death. And for some reason, that flow state that I went into, it just, everything went perfectly. You know, that tree that day, uh, everything worked out perfectly fine and just going in that flow state. And so I really took that, that flow state and started to examine that and research it and, and read about it. And uh, I worked with uh, uh, Matt Belair. He's another podcast host. Of, uh, he's Zen Athlete is kind of his platform and went deeper into flow state and, and really performance, peak performance and, and uh, flow and yeah, it just really helped me overcome anxiety. When I started going deeper, I realized that this flow state is the secret to overcoming anxiety. It's what we all want is to be flowing with ease and confidence and just to be content with the moment right now. That's, uh, that's really what I came through with my wildland fire career is just being content right now. And if you can do it for one second, then you've won the anxiety battle. You can really take that one second and expand it to five seconds and then keep building for five minutes and then a couple of days, right? Right. And just keep going. Now, and then we are talking now about, you know, anxieties and fears and outcomes in a pretty high, you know, risk and intense job. But give me an example of how it doesn't, it doesn't have to apply to a crazy intense job. It's just daily life. Like what are some anxiety challenges that people are fighting with every day? Um, so really it's, you know, people have anxiety about, you know, how their people are judging them so social situations or, uh, you know, being good enough at work or having that self-worth, self-confidence, just feeling anxiety of being themselves and, and really honoring themselves. For me, that's, that's what I see the most is people have this anxiety because there's a, there's a conflict inside them of they know who they really are, but they're not seeing it in their life and I think that's a really big part of feeling anxiety right I see what you're saying you know people's like the tree the saw the whole situation of that one piece that you described like in someone's life that could be school it could be work it could be marriage it could be anything it's just whatever that whatever that challenge is in your life that you need to overcome it could be sickness um you know it's not that's where you pull that deep inspiration, but people realize and clearly through your, your coaching profession and what you're turning this into, you're able to help people across the lines all the way. I mean, every walk of life, you're able to help with that experience, right? Yeah. And, and really, you know, of course I can relate to wildland firefighters the most, but this, this idea of the fire, the fire inside me or the fire inside somebody with anxiety, it's, it's, uh, you know, in the book I talk about, you know, joining together to become a fear fighter. That could be anybody in any situation. I love that. It's all just a metaphor. The firefighting the last 13 years of my life is a metaphor for what I'm doing now for my clients. Right. In the beginning of your book, you have an anxiety quiz, and I'm just going to run through these questions. I'm not going to answer them because probably don't want to hear my answers because most of them are yes <laughs> in some way. And then I would want, then I would end up wanting to have a whole bunch of your suggestions from that, but I'm going to, um, 
I've almost finished reading your book and I'm going to, it's more of a workbook. It's really an interactive book and that's why I've read through it and I, now I need to go back through it much slower and really massage all of the things that you have in there and take them in and work with them. The anxiety quiz, number one is, are you restless and on edge all day? Number two, is your gut always telling you that something bad is about to happen? Number three, do you have an uncontrollable feeling of worry? Are you irritable about the little things? Four, do you have a hard time focusing during the day? Five, do you wish you were able to get more sleep? Six, do you have difficulty speaking up in social interactions with unfamiliar people? Seven, are you deathly afraid of something in everyday life? Eight, do you feel like you are dying, going crazy, or out of control? And in after number eight, you mentioned if you answered yes to this question, you may need professional care, which I think it's amazing that you stuck that in there because it is a great caveat for people to think about. Yeah. So really all those questions like that, when I was deep in my anxiety journey, this is all the stuff that I was feeling, you know, and, um, you know, we could get into my journey later, but really just the every day I really thought I was dying. I had a like more of a hypochondriac type anxiety and it was just driving me crazy, you know, and, and uh, a lot of these things are exactly what I was feeling and you know sleep is probably the biggest uh, biggest sign for me and what I've seen in clients is, is the sleep is really interrelated to the anxiety absolutely you can't shut your mind off right that's usually the right, biggest culprit right. and so often we either battle with that insomnia which is usually brought on by anxiety and sit there all night and make things worse or we end up using medication to help us sleep and you know, and some people medicate with things that are definitely not healthy and everyone wants to learn how to be able to sleep more soundly. And it's, it definitely isn't just about laying down. It's about a whole life method, I would think. Yeah, really, you know, that's something you know, I didn't really mention the book too much is just, this is a natural alternative path to anxiety and overcoming anxiety. And there's, you know, in my mind, I'm not a health professional by any means, but the medication that's it really is an epidemic right now. It's, there is other methods to try before medication possibly. Right. Um, but really, it is a holistic approach. And, and, you know, in my coaching methods, it's really like building a team of, you know, maybe an acupuncturist or um, guided meditations and coaching with journaling, with food choices, with a fitness program. It's really a whole, whole lifestyle change it's really the only way to overcome anxiety forever is to do change your state of being. Yeah, it's, I'm, I struggle with it every day. I know there's so many changes I need to make. There's changes I have made that have really made a difference in my life. And it's not as easy as it sounds. And definitely getting some guidance, whether it's um, self-help books or coaching or something. And it's, it's not easy to do on your own. And I really don't know many people that have been able to make those changes in their life truly by themselves. I think people find, they reach out and find people like you or, you know, whether they read a book or they get inspiration from somewhere. Everyone's getting inspiration and, and they're learning something somewhere. And so I just love that you're able to put all this into words. And so tell me, you know, I read through too, like your acknowledgments of the appreciation of your wife and some other people in your life and your mother. And, you know, you talked about your journey so tell me more about your journey. What what were those challenges for you and where were you finding yourself? 
Yeah, so really uh, everything was pretty normal, you know, wildland firefighting life. And then, let's see, 20, well, a couple of years ago anyway, um, my best friend passed away suddenly at age 40. And it really just shocked me to the core. It's kind of my first experience with death uh, really close to me. And what's really interesting is that it brought up all of these experiences that I had as a teenager where I had near-death experiences. And it really brought that all all to the front of my life. And it was just right there all over again. Um, like I was 15 and I had to really grapple with death and really deal with that. Um, and this led me to meditation and yoga and qigong and really the anxiety was just like I really thought I was like having this crazy thought a lot of you know I think I'm sick I think I have this I think I have this you know the WebMD syndrome type mm-hmm. thing well and then I kept going deeper into meditation and I had a um, what some might describe like a kundalini type experience or a, a instant awakening type experience that just really launched me out of my body and and uh i i guess i got a a download from the universe in a way um and when i came back from that my health problems were way worse i my anxiety was way worse but it started that day like my healing journey and i knew what i had to do and it was a solid six months to a year of of acupuncture and journaling and uh, working with my um, Chinese doctor on, on a weekly basis on mind, body, spirit that really helped me come around with, you know, food choices, with herbs, with meditation, with, um, you know, we did some some shamanic journeying with, with the doctor, um, more like a hypnosis type thing. Um, so really a full spectrum of mind, body, spirit. And from all of that, I really feel like the anxiety or our emotional states, it's all energy. And when we can tap into that energy and change that energy to what we want to experience, we can really take control of our of our minds and our emotions. And that whole experience just really drove me to do more researching on on really the whole spectrum of anxiety and, and you know, I know I'm not the only one that experienced anxiety. I wanted to learn more how I could help people and And really, this book came uh, very suddenly to me in the middle of the night. I woke up and said, (laughs) oh, my God, I have to write a book right now. (laughs) This is weird. (laughs) Um, And so, yeah, there's, there's, um, there's, I guess, some divine energy behind it. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Now, when you, you say you woke up and you're like, oh, my God, I have to write this book. Like, what did that take? Like, what, what kind of a commitment did that take to make this book happen? Oh, wow. Yeah, it's um, really, I got a shout out to self-published school. I kind of, yeah, enrolled in self-published school. It's an online program that really teaches you how to, has this whole map out of, you know, write your book in 30 days, get it edited, and then uh, the whole, honestly, the hardest part is getting it published and launched, like, correctly. There's Mm -hmm. so much marketing and so much stuff out there that you can get hung up on, but the writing for me, it's, um, I think in the back of the book, um, I don't want to give it away too much, but there's, there's, for me, writing is flow state. I really found it through writing. And yeah, when I, I saw your really- examples of the flow, cause you talk about athletes and then, um, you know, some different things. Then you mentioned like reading, people can find the flow in that. And then I can see how you would as writing too. I can, I get that. 
Yeah, it just feels so good for me to write. You know, there's um, I can be in any situation. If I'm writing, I'm going to be happy and flowing and just hindsight is going to be gone at that moment. And I get, yeah. your, I get your mission of like, you know, you want this to count for something. All this work that you've done, all this effort that you've made, you know that there's other people out there dealing with it. And to be able to pay that forward and help others is just, it's remarkable. And I think it's so great that you're doing that. And so through this journey that what you've been doing to help others, do you have any examples you can share with us of someone else who, is, who has been facing some challenges and you were able to help them through that and, and see them to the other side? Yeah, really, it's, uh, I've had a couple clients that have been, you know, lacking purpose or searching for purpose and really trying to find their true purpose in life. And like I said earlier, one of the, for me, I think what I've seen most commonly is that lack of purpose or mission or drive is a, it is at the deepest level of, of anxiety sometimes for some people and, and helping them build their vision you know, like build a hero picture and really focus on that visualization of yourself in the future and what you want. What do you want to manifest? Look into your highest potential as and really, you know, helping those clients get to that and transform their state of being to actually be able to achieve that highest potential is, is I have seen that in some clients so far and it is, uh, it's, it's remarkable to see the transformation and, and all the love that they receive and how happy they are it's just great that's got to be really rewarding yeah yeah it, it does feel pretty good I can't lie yeah that's great I mean that's that's sometimes you know money does not equal success it's feeling that you know knowing that you've helped someone is very very valuable you can't put a price on that now your book seems more like a workbook or I mean it has kind of a workbook type feel to it so tell me your thoughts around that and how people can use it to help themselves. Yeah, so I'll take inspiration from that. Uh, maybe you've read the book, but Extreme Ownership, uh, that book is really, you know, when I read it, I was just shocked, like, oh, wow, I need to take ownership of myself, of every situation is, is on me. This is my reality. And really, what I try and set, you know, right in the first couple pages is, is this is your journey. Nobody can help you for yourself and you have to work you have to work at this you have to really like take a stand and and work your it's pretty it's a hard journey it's a hero's journey it's like every great story of every movie every comic book has this exact same storyline and that's the structure of, of the metaphor here is there's certain stages of anxiety that you're going to go through and it all takes work and you have to write and you have to think and really go through each stage and feel it and move past it. And it's, it's uh, yeah, it's a workbook for sure. It, it takes time and some effort to do this. And as a coach, you know, I'm facilitating and supporting people, but ultimately it's on them to change, to change that state of being and anxiety to healthy, safe, and happy. Hmm. That's, I like that. Yeah. And it's not like someone can just say, here, fix this for me. This isn't a car we're taking to the shop. This is much deeper than that. And it's, it's hard. It's really hard to stay committed to something like that. It's so much easier to go fix something or, you know, go paint that wall or go, you know, repair whatever. And it's hard to fix ourselves because we have to stick with it. And, um, I'm, I succeed and fail at it 
daily, like every day. I find places where I'm like, okay, I got to get better at this. And then I get worse at that. And it's like, you know, like this morning, I'm like, I swear I'm going to get up at five and do yoga. I was not there. Right. <laughs> I yeah, didn't do it. You know, I failed. And it's like, okay, I'm going to do better tomorrow. Like I'm going to try right. harder tomorrow. And that's, you know, that's all we can do sometimes. Know that right. if, no. what's up? I was going to say there's no failure. There's only feedback, right? Right. Oh, I like that. I'm going to, I'm going to write that on my wall. <laughs> <laughs> Remind myself that every day, all the feedback I give myself for sure. <laughs> right. Um, the, you use like for the example in here, like Maslow's pyramid. Could you describe that to us a little bit? Yeah. So really it's uh, all levels of life. It's kind of what that's getting on or getting to. And, and really it's every level of life, the physical, financial, spiritual, behavioral, mental, uh, really every level of our life is built upon the structure below that. And, you know, the basics is our, our shelter, food and water and air, you know, the basic survival, physiological things. And as you move up, it does get a little bit more abstract. And really, you know, in the book I really call out is, is feeling safe is, is one of the main tenets in that pyramid. And without feeling safe, it's really hard to climb that pyramid and to achieve your highest potential. And as Maslow describes it, your self-actualization or, you know, being truly happy and content is the end state of that, of that pyramid scale. And really that not feeling safe is, is a limiting factor. Yeah. And, it's, it's, and tell me, so that, that safety, that security of body, of employment, of resources, morality, or of the family, of health or property. So you know, that, that feeling, you know, a lot of people feel like, well, I feel safe. Like, I don't, I don't feel like anybody's going to hurt me right now. Or, you know, I don't feel like I'm going to fall off of anything. I mean, that's the, the feeling of safety in Maslow's pyramid is it's much more intricate than some people think, you know? Um, so there, yeah, security of body is my body safe. Am I going to get attacked? Am I going to, but then there's like of employment of resources, like describe to me how people can feel unsafe. It's not just about like cutting down a tree. Right. It's, yeah, it's not necessarily physical. It can be you know, your, your self-body image, what you're actually seeing in your own mind of yourself. Or like you said, employment of you know, financial security. If you don't feel safe financially, it's, it's pretty hard to uh, you know, feel loved and belonging and not having enough resources or unsure of morality. You know, the family, the household environment is not the best. You know, you're not going to feel safe. And health and prosperity, it's all really tied into that feeling safe and free and available to go to that next step of love and belonging. Now, when you were struggling, what what was it on the safety level? Do you know, like, what, are you able to pinpoint looking back some things that made you feel unsafe? Really, my biggest struggle is I had, um, like, this recurring thought. And one of the biggest thoughts I had was, like, I have a brain tumor. Like, I could not stop thinking that. Wow. Uh, and it just repeated over and over and over. Like, I, I couldn't pay attention in conversations. I couldn't really work very well. It's just, like, this thought was just so embedded in my, my mind that I was like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to get sick from this, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and really having, I just didn't feel safe in my body. Like, I was dying I truly believed that for a while that yeah. I was dying I didn't feel safe in my own skin I didn't feel safe with my health 
Um, and really what helped me overcome that specific thing was just affirmations and really, you know, in the book I talk about situational awareness and, and of your mind and becoming the witness and really realizing that, you know, I'm not my thoughts. I'm something else than that, and I can control my thoughts. And, and the affirmations, you know, every time I thought, oh, I have a brain tumor, I would just come right back instantly with, you know, I'm healthy, safe, and happy. And I repeated that to myself for thousands of times a day until one day I just, I actually said that to myself throughout the entire night of dreaming. And the next day, that thought was gone forever. So crazy, but wow. you know that took like a couple months of affirmation for that to happen. A friend of mine who I interviewed on um, the other podcast that went through one of the shootings, so she was dealing with trauma, and she, you know, the the smallest thing that helped her when she would really fall apart with anxiety was really about loud noises and sounding like gunshots. And she learned it from her therapist. Something so simple as just like stepping back and you know telling herself and her outer self. Saying like, you're okay, I'm okay, we're okay. And like getting through that anxiety. And she was like that simple affirmation of getting myself to understand that we're okay, you know. And she said that that right there was just a huge answer. Right, yeah. Just, you know, your mind really likes to play tricks on you sometimes, especially with anxiety. And it's uh, really becoming that witness and, and taking control is a huge step towards feeling safe in your own mind yeah and I see some of your the root causes that you talk about food sensitivities nutrient deficiencies stress I mean everybody we all feel like oh it's got to be just because of my stress and um, hidden infections which I really like that and thyroid dysfunction so there's so much more to it and people need to check out your book because you have so much valuable information here I mean, I could interview you for hours and hours and hours and basically make this like a giant coaching teaching session because I would be, I can tell you're just full of information, like everything that you have in here. And I was telling you before we started, jumped on the recording that your book is really easy for me to flow through because it's hard for me to read a book because I, my mind wanders so much. And the way you put your book together, I think is great because it, it captures me the way it's broken down. Um, I'm able to go back and forth and, and find things that do, that, I do need to learn from and then um, and just the way you have it broken down. And now I know I'm, I'm probably going to need to go through it like five or six times because I look and I'm like, oh, I need to, you know, once I've learned a little bit more, then I need to bounce back and reference what it is you're talking about in another chapter and then answer the questions that you have. Like one, a question that I'm looking at right now is so exactly how do you overcome resistance? And you're, you know, you're asking and it, it talked and then it talks about some ideas and it's like, well, gee, I don't know. What do I need to do to overcome resistance? What are my resistances? And so your book just really helps a lot of forward thinking and for ourselves. And it's clearly it's individual for everyone. I mean, there's no, your life and what your answers are to your anxiety is completely different than mine and different than the guy next door. So this is a very valuable piece. And I, what a blessing that you took the time or you woke up in the middle of the night and felt you had to make it. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It's uh yeah, back to the root causes. This is this is something I I dove deep in the research and really working with uh, my Chinese doctor and acupuncture and, and Eastern medicine really found this is so valuable that there's so many different things to the mind, body, spirit that's going on that you know sometimes we really need you know we need a team of professionals like acupuncturist, a medical doctor, a coach, you know 
to really, with this year case, you know, we got to build a team to overcome this. And that's, you know, the, all these root causes are really come out of Eastern medicine and uh, my experience with, with working with uh, Chinese medicine, how just deep, you know, when you go to the Chinese doctor, it's like a, not a 50 minute, I'm going to look at my computer and take notes. It's more of a three hour ordeal with, with mind, body, spirit. Yeah, no. let, let me break that. Let me just let me just ask you the question like a naive, like what the hell kind of person. You know, you hear somebody's like, oh, you go to a Chinese doctor or whatever. You know, we get so stuck in this Western medicine thing. And so I I know all the discussion behind this, but I want to just flat out ask you so you can debunk it really simple for some people that might hear this and think it's a bunch of baloney. You know, tell me the difference between Western and Eastern medicine and the value. You've kind of described it throughout, but just give me the like the cliff notes of like why it's so important to have your mind open to it. Yeah. So really the first thing is there's a lot of science that goes from quantum mechanics to health to um, medicine that really our thoughts and our emotions are so tied to our body that, you know, like I said before, like things when I have a brain tumor, like that is a real concern. Like if you think that all the time, it's going to happen to you. Like these thoughts are real. They do have a manifestation if they linger long enough and, and Eastern medicine really does take that into account of your emotion. Okay, you're really angry, say. Well, the acupuncturist is going to see that, oh, your liver is really lit up and you need these needles to clear that energy because you're so angry, your liver is like overtaxed with that emotion. And every organ is tied to an emotion in Eastern medicine. And, it's, mm-hmm. and it, sounds, it sounds so weird, but it, the way the body works is emotional, it's mental, it's it's this whole human existence is a, is a holistic organism. It's not just, you know, where Western medicine is, well, you can just get this pill for anxiety and it's going to change your thoughts and it's going to change the way you feel. And that's just not really correct in my mind. There's, there is some, you know, chemical imbalances that, that Western medicine can work with. And again, this is my opinion. Um, I really do believe in the Eastern medicine in junction with Western medicine is really the true uh, test of time and you know we do need those ancient wisdoms and we do need modern science and when we put those together we really have something powerful but to negate either or is not really successful in my experience and I really do think the foundation should be alternative medicine and really going to that consciousness level of what am I thinking what am I feeling how is that affecting my body how is that affecting my relationships my finances you know, a whole life spectrum of what, you know, this consciousness, uh, feeling, thought, experience, how is that affecting my reality right now? That's, that's Eastern medicine. Oh, I don't know why that's like striking an emotional chord with me. Because like, it's like I hear you talk about it. And my mind starts to reel through different things that I struggle with. And, um, you know, and I, I know that I need to do better about practicing more of the natural medicine and and I'm not, I may just, I'm going to ask you a personal question of something that I'm struggling with and maybe some other people do too and see what like your thoughts are, like how I can immediately, you know, how I can subside from some of the anxieties. Let me give you an example of something that I just dealt with this weekend and it's happens every time that I do this is, so I go to the high country up to the wilderness, take horses and what I love about it. Well, obviously there's so many, I mean, the list is forever, but besides all of the regular things about being outdoors and really when you talk about flow my flow is being in the woods with the horses 
you know, you have to be so focused on this, this giant beast that could kill you at any moment if they take the wrong step or change their mind about something. But I'm up there and that's like my Zen. That's where I like to be. And I can shut off and my phone doesn't work up there. And I'm just chopped off from all of the anxieties that I leave back home. And I'm able to like, there's some PTSD stuff I deal with and there's some other things and I'm for some reason I can just block it out and it's gone. It's not that I'm even blocking. It just floats away. And then when it's time to pack up and it's time to go back down into service, like the night before I can't sleep, I get really stressed and irritable. And I mean, I literally go into like a little depression packing up and then driving down the mountain. And then my next day is just like, Bleh. it's not, that there's anything terrible waiting for me. It's just all of the life stressors. And I can't, I'm trying to find that medium of like the Zen of being up there and then going back into it, but floating back into it where it's not so depressing. <laughs> Does that make any sense to you? Or is that, it just happens to be a challenge. I'm just hit up against the wall with, and I'm like, what do I do about this? Yeah, that is, that is so common in our modern days. It's, uh, everybody has that same reaction and it's, it is physiological. It is mental. And, and really what's going on is, is in my mind, the, the first thing is being outdoors and in nature, and it's the negative ions coming from the earth. It actually really does. Those negative ions really do work with the body and change your energy system and actually ground you. So your energy is actually flowing to the earth. And it's, you know, maybe you've seen the word grounding. It's kind of like a hype word right now, but it really is so important to be Yeah, I've studied that science outdoors. a bit. Yeah, walking outdoors barefoot and really just breathing in the natural air and, you know, seeing the trees and the colors and then on top of that there's the sunlight aspect that really our circadian rhythm is so off and all the technology and all the computers and all the blue lights that you know our circadian rhythms are so off that when we go outdoors it's like we can sleep perfectly we feel better we have so much more vibrant life in us um and then another another aspect to it is you know there there is science coming on this is the the Wi-Fi, the 5G, the the whole spectrum of radio waves that we get blasted with every day in our modern world is it does have an effect on us. And you know, the way to really mitigate that is is grounding every morning, having like a, a small meditation practice or or first thing when you go outside, you know, go outside first thing in the morning, the glass of water and just like take in that sun and then just enjoy that moment first thing. Um, that will really restart your circadian rhythm and get it synced the sun uh, but grounding is and those negative ions is so important and there's devices you can do in your house but really there's nothing better than like going outside barefoot and just breathing the real so thing wonderful right now I love that and I just yeah I need to be more mindful mm-hmm. of those things I think because I even live I live in a very uh, natural place if you call a bunch of baby goats screaming at you every day natural and <laughs> you know all of that stuff but um I mean, I, I live on a ranch and, you know, the outdoors and the dirt is definitely something that I am one with, but I just have to find a way to, I've been trying to do better about miracle mornings and, you know, be more mindful in the morning and take time to reflect and, but just reading your book already has just given me, like just starting your book gave me a lot of motivation. And so I'm really glad that we connected and tell me, tell me how people can work with you more in the future? Like what can they do to learn more from you or to, um, you know, take advantage of the resources that you have? Yeah. So the first thing is they can go to my website, it's mountainmindtricks.com or they can uh, send me an email and that's uh, transformation 
underscore specialist at mountainmindtricks.com or they can find me at mountainmindtricks on Facebook. Yeah, that's the best way to contact me or shoot me an email. Yeah, I definitely would love to work with people in their anxiety and, and help more as much as I can and as much time as I can afford. I want to help as many people as I can. So. Awesome. And where's the best place? So you mentioned those websites and then where are all the different places where they can purchase your book? So Amazon primarily. And there's, uh, if you just go into the search bar and uh, go to books and then type in over some anxiety like a serial, it should pop up. Or if you search my name, you should get my author page. Nice. And uh, yep, there's, there's a Kindle and a paperback version out. And I have the Kindle, and I already know that I want the paperback also because I want to make notes. <laughs> I need to do some serious <laughs> dog earing and flagging and noting. And so, because like you said, it's kind of more of a workbook. And then, um, so I'm wanting it on paper for sure. And I want to do some future interviews with you and really kind of do more micro breakdown things of some of this stuff that people are struggling with. And because a lot of this podcast is stressful, like a lot of it is about stressors and people that are under stress and the reactions. And that's what causes so many of the, you know, the difficulties going on in a lot of our workplace lives and our personal lives. So I am hoping that you will do some more interviews with me in the future. Oh, of course. I'd love to come back. And, you know, when you do buy the book, you get a free guided meditation for anxiety is, is included in there. So oh, awesome. Don't, don't miss that. Yeah. Okay. I won't. Now, where, where are we talking from? Where are you at right now? I forgot to ask you. I am, I am in the uh, Bitterroot Valley in Montana, just south of Missoula. Oh, how sad. So ugly there. It must be terrible. <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> we finally got our first, uh, first zero degrees last night. So oh, I was going to ask you here. how the winter is hitting already. <laughs> yeah. Yep, it's cold and snowy already, but it's a beautiful place. Oh, the Bitterroot. Yep. They're on, I used to live in Hamilton and Victor and up in Darby. So, yeah, it's a beautiful, beautiful area. Well, Thomas, I thank you so much because I could just keep going and going. And But I want people to see your book, check it out, reach out to you, because I know that we are just barely flickering some ideas in people's minds and a lot of people are going to want to go much deeper. So thank you very much. And everybody get out there, check out Thomas's book on Amazon, check out his website. All this information will be in the show notes. And what he really could probably use from all of us is some reviews. So be sure to go on Amazon.com, leave him a review. You can read it in any way and leave him a review. Or even if you've just seen another friend's copy or you've seen part of it, you can still go on there and leave a review. Um, even about this, just learning what you did today about his book, you can leave a review on there. So please do that. And with that, Thomas, thank you so much for being with us. Is there anything yeah, else that you'd you. like to add? Uh, no, I think that's it. I think we, we did pretty good. And thank you so much for, for having me and look forward to more interviews. Yeah. That sounds great. Well, thanks again, Thomas Warren, for being here with us on Up in Flames. And to everyone out there, please take a look at Thomas's book. It's literally a life changer, maybe even a life saver. So please check that out. And remember that Up in Flames is powered by you. I need your support. I need your help. Please help me cover the cost of making all of this happen. Go to patreon.com slash podcast or check out abbybolt.com and find out how you can help keep this going forward. Thank you so much for everything, you guys. Remember to lead with fire and choose the hard right over easy silence.